Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage, we'll still tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, I can't believe we brought it back. But give us just a minute, and we'll give you season two of the podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review either a randomly selected or listener-submitted minute of content from a TV show or movie or something else, and we try to figure out what the heck's going on. John, what do we have the privilege of looking at today? So today we are watching the uh, a minute from Vamps, uh, a movie that uh, we're from 2012, and we're watching the one hour and ninth minute. Of this film. Yep. And this week's episode, um, it's not actually brought to you by anything funny, but we wanted to plug another project that we're working on. It's essentially a Stargate SG-1 episode rewatch, but under the guise of us being the fictional SG-26, which is, well, the, the team calling themselves the gate crew, which is in charge of really, what would you say, John, janitorial duty? Uh, yeah, the the important stuff. Yeah, so trying to set the record straight for what things were really like. And one of the things we're hoping to do a lot of is interviewing either bit characters or sort of fictional characters. So we're Mm -hmm. looking for people to play such parts as uh, Jack O'Neill's barber. Mm -hmm. Or maybe guy in background of episode. Yeah, uh, Egyptian man number 72. (laughs) Yeah, so if that sounds like fun and you're at all interested in, you know, helping us out, give us a... Give us an email or shoot us a text or whatever, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. But anyway, back to this, John. Um, I have no idea what this movie is. Do you? Nope, never heard of it. Twenty twelve seems way too recent for an Alicia Silverstone movie. <laughs> I don't know why. It is it just me or does this movie feel like it's like uh, like an iPhone gets pulled out in the middle of this, and I look at it and I'm like, what the fuck would this movie? <laughs> Because it feels very much like a 90s film, right? I had a lot of questions about both when it was supposed to be set and how old people were supposed to be and what what the heck was going on. But let's let's get back around to it. Since we both have no familiarity with this movie at all, Mm -hmm. um, I'll do a quick intro to the scene for the listeners. Ideally, Mm -hmm. this is when you also stop and, you know, watch the minute yourself. But what we see here is four people in a fairly modern looking room watching an old black and white game show. Then they have a realization about Grant's tomb, and two of them step outside to discuss something. Yep. So, Paul, I think this really requires a script read for us to analyze it further. I think this episode does. There are about 13 different characters that we're going to have to deal with. (laughs) um, And we give no indication of who they are or (laughs) what they're doing. So So pay close attention to the accents. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Look, only a couple of stations, but they have Groucho marks. That's not Groucho. Groucho was the mustache guy. Yeah, he had glasses and a cigar. Yeah, glasses and a cigar and glasses. You'll split $25 between you. Are you ready? Yes. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Were people really that stupid? No, that's what he'd asked when he felt bad and, and wanted to give him a few bucks. Is Grant's tomb in New York? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Have any of you ever been there? No. No. That's it! What? 
God, the place no New Yorker ever goes. Of course, Ciceroist would want a monument, and it's got a tomb. Oh my God, you're probably right. Come on. Show me again. Yeah, here. I guess I totally can tell, but it's like, like I don't know. I always thought you'd be the first one to have a baby. Is that weird? But now that it's happening... Listen, you have to decide something independent of me or Joey. This baby won't survive your condition. If you want it, you have to turn back. So... Even if you did stop and watch the clip, it would still not make any sense what the hell's happening. Yeah, a lot goes on here. And what's weird is that, like, I feel like now, like, this might be unfair for the movie, but I feel like even within context, this conversation felt just as, like, flippant. And uh, despite the fact that it, it sounds like there's, like, a summation in here, like, 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 oh, my God, we've just found the villain, probably, of the film. We've got it down to Grant's tomb, and it's randomly decided because of a Groucho Marx bit. By the way, it's actually Groucho Marx. Is it actually Groucho Marx? Yes, it is. It's from a TV show called You Bet Your Life. He was the host. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so, yeah. And also, it looks like fucking Groucho Marx. Well, that's true. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, John, can can we try to set any baseline understanding about what's happening here? I mean, the, the movie's called Vamps. Are these four people all vampires? Uh, well, I think Kristen Ritter at least looks like a vampire. <laughs> uh, true. Alicia Silverstone still kind of looks not pale enough to be a vampire. Like, maybe they toned down on the bronzer or something? I'm not really sure. I thought the um, two guys kind of looked like vampires, though, especially emo guy number one. Yeah, yeah, especially him. Yeah, I, I they, sure, they're all vampires. Why not? <laughs> okay, so we've established that, and they seem to be sitting in, like, someone's apartment or something yes. would that be your guess like a very normal a very apartment? wealthy person's apartment in new york city yeah so like wealthy but not like super fancy wealthy more like you can no. afford an apartment in new york at all so more like God. the fact that they have enough room for at least three cameras to be in it right <laughs> the apartment's not that interesting and the characters themselves they they sort of just look like people vaguely vampiric yeah but can we like guess how old they're supposed to be when you said earlier that you weren't sure when this movie was set or anything like that. I also can't tell how old people are supposed to be. It's very yeah. discombobulating to see this clip. It is because Alicia Silverstone is in 2012. How old do you think Alicia Silverstone would have been? Uh, she would have been like 30. Nah, it's, uh, I have no idea. Late 30s, I think. <laughs> I was going to guess late 30s. Yeah. Yeah late 30s and then it goes into christian ritter who i think is younger by about a decade and then these two guys who are probably 30-ish right i think 30-ish the guy who i referred to as emo guy kind of looks like if chevy chase was 30 but was built like himself at 70 (laughs) and also was emo yes uh perfect description (laughs) paul good good yeah that's exactly what he looks like uh I'm not really sure. Do you think that these people were friends before whatever event supposedly happened to make this movie watchable? I don't think all of them were. It's going to get into my theories a little bit, but I think three of them at least knew each other. Gotcha. I feel like 
the implication is that uh, Christian Werner and the um, Alicia Silverstone character are have been friends for a while. I think that that's. I think so, and yeah. maybe Joey as well, since they call him out by name. Yeah, uh, and I'm guessing blonde guy is like Joey's friend, or or just like the love interest that's now glommed into this friend group or something. Could be. I guess he's attractive enough to be a love interest. <laughs> I guess so. He looks very normal. Yeah, yeah. They everyone looks very normal in this. That's what's kind of weird. Is like. It does not feel like anybody's being, like, dressed up for this movie. No, which sort of, to me, feels like they were all just young people who were turned into vampires recently, maybe, so they don't have, like, full vampire glam yet, but I... Yeah, yeah, that could be it, but it is an hour and nine minutes into the film. (laughs) Also true. My theory is going to make more sense if this was right at the start. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Definitely weird. So, Grant's tomb, Paul. Yeah. Without getting into my theories too much about what's going on there, mm-hmm. they're looking for like a deserted location in New York City that's in some way a monument, I guess, and that's why this has come up. Is that your yeah. understanding? Sure. I mean, like, uh, me. Okay, so there does seem to be like some sort of rib- riddle in there that like uh, a place that no New Yorker goes to. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that's like a clue that they have already and so grant's tomb is like the answer to that clue so maybe there is context that we don't necessarily understand (laughs) but it does feel like grant's tomb just suddenly gets entered into their minds and it becomes the solution yeah it definitely does yeah so there's there's two other important questions i think we have to deal with here before we can finish our interpretation john the emo guy shows business guy something on his phone after the women leave what do you think it is uh, probably porn. It's probably porn. Yeah, I, I assume it's porn. Because, uh, he seems really into it, but also not into it enough to interrupt the women in the room. The The moment that they leave is the moment he pulls out his phone. So it seems like a creepy emo guy thing to do. Is there anything else we can plausibly think that he might not want to show in front of the women so we can give him more benefit uh, a new of the tattoo doubt. that happens to be on a very indecent part of his body or piercing sure could also be vampires like tattoos oh absolutely vampires like tattoos that's got to be a thing you would think i mean like you know when you, the 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 biggest problem with a vampire tattoo is that you got to really 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 be confident you like the design because you know you're immortal <laughs> And and your skin is not going anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a big commitment, but that's what makes it even cooler. I think you're right, but also vampires don't tend to sag as they age as much. Exactly. So it stays, that, that Tweety Bird with a gangster chain around his neck stays oh, on, your, yeah. on your thigh for the rest of eternity, is what I'm well, that's, saying. That's upsetting. Yeah. Cool. So the I think I think you're probably right. The other big question for me is what does the brunette deciding to keep the baby have to do with the blonde or with joey i mean is she like a surrogate mother or something so is joey the emo guy yeah Hmm. 
No, business guy is Joey, actually. Business guy is Joey? Okay, yeah. so Joey and Ritter must be... Maybe... maybe uh, I was about to say Christian Bell, which is ridiculous. <laughs> maybe Alicia, C- Alicia Silverstone's character... Joey is not her romantic interest because Joey isn't attractive enough to be a romantic interest. I, I have to, I have to put that out there. Uh, neither yeah. of the guys are like hunk a hunk of burning love here. So <laughs> maybe Joey and Christian Ritter's character are together, and she is pregnant, but she's a vampire, and babies obviously can't thrive within an undead environment. Uh-huh. Uh, so she has to, my guess is what she's implying is that she has to turn back into human, which is, you know, everyone knows in vampire lore is incredibly easy to do. Well, what I don't understand is, was she newly pregnant when she was turned into a vampire or was there some sort of vampire IVF that, you know, made this possible? I'm just saying, Paul, life finds a way or un. Unlife finds a way. <laughs> On that note, John, why don't we jump into our theories? Because okay, because I think that that's really where this, because of all of the random shit in this in this clip, I feel like the the theory part is the fun part of this. I think so. This because there's there's nothing to talk about, and there's also so much to talk about. So yeah, um, exactly. Who, who who goes first on theories this week? Uh, you go first. Okay. What I think has happened here, and this doesn't make as much sense given how late in the movie as it is, uh-huh. if this was like 10 minutes in, I think it would make some sense. Um, this group of young people are all new vampires, and they were turned into vampires by Ciceros, the guy that they mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, but Ciceros dies in a tragic metro accident because they're in New York and <laughs> in the metro. Mm-hmm. Um and and now these vampires are looking to find where his lair was, either to find like vampire treasures or also to like just go live there because vampires can't live in an apartment, maybe. But they know it's somewhere where no one in New York ever goes, like you said. So maybe it's Grant's tomb. Um, the brunette is pregnant, although she's a vampire. So what I think happened was she was very newly pregnant and then turned into a vampire, mm. probably by. Uh, what what are their names? Well, the the blonde woman and the love interest guy, which is why you have that dynamic between the three of them. And she mm. has to choose between staying a vampire, which the blonde and Joey wanted, or have this baby. Gotcha. So what they need to do is find Grant's tomb to turn her back into a human. And then she'll have the baby. And then she'll turn back into a vampire. And the coven that now lives in Grant's tomb will raise the child together. Cool. It's a, a nice little jaunt. It might be okay. Yeah. Uh, so my theory is that Alicia Silverstone gets turned into a vampire after, you know, meeting a hunky guy who I think is Ciceros. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she wakes up as a vampire, does not find Ciceros there, instead accidentally bites her roommate, who is Christian Ritter. And mm. then she turns into a vampire. I, too, think that <laughs> Christian Ritter was pregnant before she became a vampire, but didn't know it, or else she wouldn't have, you know, put herself in that situation, probably, of having a roommate who was accidentally turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I think that this is, they, they learn throughout this that although va- being a vampire is great, there are some downsides, like light. Uh, you know, sunlight and uh, being undead. 
and the craving of blood. So they figure out somehow that uh, the only way to turn back is to kill your sire. Sure. You know, the the person who, you know, the, the head of the line. And the mm-hmm. only person that knows who this is is Ciceris. Now, of course, you know, Christian Ritter could just kill Alicia Silverstone, theoretically. Uh, but if they kill the head of the line, Ciceris, then everyone gets turned back to normal. So I think that that's what it is. The only thing that I'm confused about is that she is approaching Christian Ritter. Alicia Silverstone is approaching Christian Ritter like this is a choice and not like 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 it's something that she could just be like take a pill and she's human again or something like that instead of something that like requires a blood sacrifice to do. Um, so I don't really know anymore. <laughs> But so I, for for both of our movies, then they're sort of a coming of age as a vampire kind of yes. film, a little bit. Yes, it's. I think it's. I think it's like the weird plateau that you get to in your thirties that I totally have no idea what it's like. But um, you know, theoretically, it feels like your life is slowing down and nothing is interesting is happening anymore. So maybe being a vampire would be a cool way to spend your time. You think that while sitting on your couch petting your dog in the middle of the night, you know that sort of stuff. Paul? Well, these actually both sound pretty good to me, John. Do you think we can recommend either of these and or what the movie actually is? I think we... First off, Alicia Silverstone and and and, and Ritter here are good people, I think. Probably. Neither of them are Nazis, I think. so. As, uh, as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. We just want to put it out there. As far as we know. Um, so yeah, let's, I wouldn't mind watching, you know, an hour and a half long film about, you know, vamps in a city. I kind of agree. I'm not sure how the movie could really be structured given that we're seeing this sort of like decision point so late, Mm -hmm. but yeah, (laughs) I'd give it a soft recommend. Yeah. I think that this is right before the actual climax of the film like i think they go to grant's tomb and then that's like the big the big thing the showdown yeah all right right. well thanks everyone for joining us for this episode if you liked what you heard you can review us on itunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded if you have a minute that you'd like us to talk about just send us a um, message on our website theminutepodcast.com slash contact we have a form there or you can email us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com or Tweet at us at MinutePod or, you know, wherever else we can be found. Yeah, or the grocery store. Or the grocery store. I'm there at least twice a week. (laughs) I'm there at least twice a day. (laughs) All right. As always, this episode was co-hosted by Paul and John, produced by John with music by me. Come back next week when we're going to ask you. Would you like... No, wait, no. Uh, Would you like to be a vamp? Holy crap, you made it to the end, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.